Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the Backstage Ballers podcast. I'm your host, Ross Kogan. And last weekend, I interviewed the Basketball Insider. So if you haven't listened to that, make sure you check it out after this one. And this week, I'm happy to be joined by Daniel, owner of at next underscore level underscore NBA. Welcome, Daniel. Hey, Ross. Excited to be here, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for letting me be one of the, uh, the first guinea pigs for the, the podcast. Oh, yeah. Gotta love it. So this is your first podcast, you said? It is, yeah. Awesome. So, any nerves, or you're ready? Because uh, it'll be an easy one. It'll be an easy one. Yeah, I, I think I'm I'm good to go. Got it. So, for those who don't know, it's just an interview formatted podcast. So, I have lined up like five or six or so questions, depending on how it goes. Um, so we'll jump right in. So we'll start with number one. One thing that I ask all accounts uh, that really interests me is the backstory behind why people started their accounts in the first place. So, if you don't mind sharing with us, what made you start your account? Sure. So I've been a, a, a huge NBA fan basically all my life. Uh, I'm a loyal to my hometown. So I've been a, a Kings fan for, you know, 20 plus years, a, uh, a long suffering Kings fan for, oh, yeah. for 20 Should plus years. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, back when I was a kid, you know, I'd, you know, be up in my room listening to, you know, the radio bo- broadcast and, you know, kind of right. mimicking the the play by play on my Nerf back hook. back when the radios were in. Yes, exactly. When uh, it was next to impossible to to see a game uh, on TV. Um, but yeah, so then you know that passion for for basketball is kind of you know pushed throughout my life, um, and then it. kind of fast forward to now. Um, you know, over the past year, my explore feed on Instagram has essentially become everything NBA related and so right right you know, I've been scrolling through that and you know I think I started the the account you know call it three or, or four months ago um and wow. during that time I was uh on a big Gary Vaynerchuk kick um and there's I don't think there's I don't know one out person that can outfan me when, when we're talking about Gary. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> right on yeah uh but yeah I, I was listening to to a ton of his stuff and you know one of the things that he preaches is just to you know start and you know push out content and you know whatever medium or, or platform that that you want or anything you're interested in um you know i was finally listening to one thing and scrolling through my feed and it kind of just clicked and you know i i created my page right then and there so it's been oh, yeah. a been a fun fun couple months since then if anyone needs that same drive listen to gary's podcast highly recommend it yep shameless shameless gary v plug here Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not that he needs it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you, you have your account now. You've built up a nice following. And your following now consistently relies on you to release content uh, almost daily now. So what is your attitude towards content creating? Do you see it as more of a task or as a hobby? So I'll be, I'll be honest here. So it 100% started out as a hobby, right? Um, right. So after I kind of created the page, I didn't post anything for probably you know two weeks maybe and all I did was you know follow a bunch of pages like like yours um, and just kind of you know see how it all worked and what I did in parallel to that was you know kind of start a note section on my phone and just jot down you know any idea that came to mind for something that I could I could kind of post about and so when I originally started actually creating content I had something like you know probably close to a hundred different post ideas. Um, wow. A lot of those didn't come to fruition just cause they were, I'm sure. Um, right. After, 
you know, looking at the stats in a little bit more detail, they weren't super exciting or whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, those first two months I had, you know, a plethora of ideas and, you know, stats that I could post about. Um, That's awesome. And then, you know, months go by, weeks go by, and uh, it starts to get a little bit more difficult to to come up with new or, you know, kind of original ideas. Um, so I'd say now I still definitely look at, look at it as more of a hobby. Um, but I do try to but come up finding with finding the ideas is kind of exactly. Yeah. And right. You know, I do try to post ideally three original posts, um, every single day. So at times that is a little frustrating and can feel like a task. Uh, um, Oh yeah. But kind of when I started the, the whole account, the, goal was to have fun and you know if people decided to follow like right on but um, right so I do tend to still kind of have that mindset where um, you know as often as possible this is just supposed to be kind of a a fun hobby so right and I think I think in your case it's it's special what you've done because a lot of people think they can start an account and they can just do what everyone else has been doing so they can just do as well as everyone else has been doing uh, but I feel like in your case, just by scrolling through your profile, anyone can tell that there's something that clearly distinguishes the content that you make with literally everyone else's. So can you just go a little bit more in depth on the theme of your content? Because it, it really, it doesn't, it amazes more than just myself, like just looking, scrolling through all your content that you've posted. Like it's truly different. It's unique. Sure, man. So like I said, you know, prior to, to starting, I was, you know, flooded on my explore with, you know, hundreds of different, you know, MBA accounts. And more often than not, they were kind of focused on, you know, opinions, right? So people watching the game and then, you know, voicing their opinions on, you know, different teams, different players, whatever that might be. And those were, you know, that's really awesome. But I saw that, you know, a majority of NBA accounts out there were kind of focused around, you know, the creator's kind of opinion and um, largely relied on that. So I decided to take a, a little bit of a different route and focus more on objective kind of stats and uh, I like that. records and things like that. Um, and again, I think that kind of goes back to my childhood obsession with the NBA, more specifically uh, every morning. And again, this is kind of before the internet had, had blown up to the point where it is now, but every morning I'd run down and grab the, the sports <laughs> section of the newspaper. Right, right. Um, and I'd scan through all the box scores and check, you know, did Doug Christie have the most steals on, on a given <laughs> night or Doug, how Doug many Christie? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or how many threes did, you know, Peja have or whatever right. that might be. Um, and I was always focused on, you know, the stats behind the game. Um, and so that's kind of where my, um, you know, voice for this account came from. I wanted to, to be a yeah, little bit like, different. So nobody can hate on stats either. Like it, they state facts, you know, you would think that no one could. I've I've still seen plenty of folks in the uh, the comment section who uh, who hate on stats in in one way or another. But the uh, well, yeah, you you always get the people that call you out for being like ESPN and coming up with yeah, the most obscure yeah, yeah. obscure stat ever. Yeah. But it happens. Yeah, but but yeah, that was the goal to try and as as much as possible remain uh, objective with my posts. Um, recently I've, I've started to, you know, kind of voice my own opinion to an extent, but all while kind of still maintaining the, the objective nature of, of stats in a, in a game. So, right. So you, with, with all this, 
with your great focus on objectivity, you're constantly, you know, looking through, scrolling through different cool stats every day. Is there one that you've posted about in recent history that just stands out to you? Something that like you won't, like you read and you won't forget or any particular favorite stat that you've come across? Yeah. Nothing in particular. So I think the, the stat or the kind of trend that is uh, kind of, the coolest thing to me is kind of the, the rise of the, the three-pointer. Um, oh, I, think, yeah. I think over the past couple of months, I've probably done, you know, four or five different posts on that, just visualizing that in different ways or looking at, you know, different eras within um, kind of the three-pointer. But that kind of overarching thing of seeing, you know, how prevalent the three is now compared to just 10 years ago, 20 years ago, um, and also looking at the kind of the death of the, the mid range, um, right, which is right. something near and dear to my heart because as a, as a player, I'm, a to put it bluntly, I'm shit from behind the line, but <laughs> I, I kind of live in the mid range. Um, that's, so that's, that's my thing. Yeah. Mid range from the, from the baseline, like nice little mid range jumper. That's exactly that's my spot. That's, that's where I live. Um, but yeah, and, and pick up now that, you know, you generally play by ones and twos. Threes are just right. way too, you know, overpowered. So it's it's a little frustrating for a for a mid range guy like like myself. But but yeah, I'd say that's that's probably the one that that sticks out to me the most. It's crazy. As you're saying that, I, I scroll down your your feed a little bit, and I'm looking at a graph right now. It says the rise of the three point shot, and it it graphs and uh, outlines the per- total percentage of shots from two and three. And how they're both like increasing and decreasing, respective, like decreasing and increasing, sorry, respectively. Yeah. At this, at the same rate, which is like crazy to think too. Yeah. Because like now you have guys, you guys, you have guys now shooting as many three pointers as like teams do. You know, an entire team does in a game. Yeah. Like it's, it's crazy. It's become such an integral part of the game. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, we'll move on now. So this is going to be a random, like on the spot. NBA question, so sure. it's kind of going to be you know your opinion. Now I'm kind of forcing you out of your comfort. Right on. We want we want to hear your opinion for this one. <clears throat> so uh, I got two questions actually. First one is: Would you rather be a role player on a back-to-back championship team, or a star player for two years on a bottom ten team? I mean that that one's easy for me. I, I want the uh, the rings. Uh, you want the rings, and you know. Like I mentioned, in my you know limited basketball career, I was never the star. I was always more of a defensive guy and just role player in general. So that I like one, that. Nothing, nothing wrong with being, yeah, being yeah. a support guy. And that one, so that one's uh, pretty easy for me. I'll, I'll take the the jewelry any day. Got it. <laughs> I like that one. That's a good answer. So uh, we'll go with our second question now. Who was more dominant in their in their era, Michael Jordan or Wilt Chamberlain, and why do you think so? Probably gonna get a lot of hate for this one, so I'll I'll preface oh, this I'll preface this by saying that, uh, you know I think MJ is the goat. All right, MJ is is number one, but in terms of just pure dominance, and I think that also depends on you know how you define dominance, right? But just right era wise, general the, right? Like I just don't think anyone can compete with Wilt just in terms of the sheer dominance that was displayed um that's kind of the answer i was actually hoping for because you know michael jordan's the goat he had some competition though but you know obviously he was 
he prevailed over that competition. But I just think Wilt was in a whole different dimension compared to his competition. Totally agree. And and obviously MJ was was super dominant during his time. Oh yeah, of right? course, you, right? You don't win that many rings and uh, you know put up those numbers without being just a dominant force. But I mean, Wilt was just other world, worldly compared to to who he was playing against. Um, That's right. And I, I definitely don't think we'll ever see something like that again. Um, did you Did you like that question? I did. Yes, definitely. Right, uh, I was nervous. I was nervous about that one. I wasn't sure if it was like too obvious one way or another. So actually, it was no. Good. That That's a good one. And like I said, I think it depends on you know how you define dominance and what you value more. And this, uh, this is the guinea. This is the guinea guinea pig feedback that I need. So yeah, yeah, yeah. right on. <laughs> All right, and we're going we're gonna to transition now into our last question of the podcast. Um, and this one is, again, something that I, I'll ask all the guests on here just because I feel like it's so important because there could be people that are listening to this that want to create an account of their own. Uh, so basically what I'm asking, do you have any advice for aspiring content creators or listeners that are interested in getting involved in the sports media industry when they're older? Yep, so I'm going to, uh, again, pull from, from Gary V here to start. Gotta, um, gotta love it. Yeah, man. The, the, the biggest thing is you just have to, to start, right? You're coming out of the gate. You're going to not really know what you're doing. Um, like if you scroll through my feed, I think right now on my profile, I think I have close to, to 400 posts. But what you don't see is the, uh, I think at this point, 150 archived posts. So my first 150 posts that I started with. Um, I might go back and uh, kind of show some of those again, but yeah. looking at your first couple posts compared to your most recent ones, there's just a huge difference in, in quality. Um, and I mean, the biggest thing is you need to start in your first, you know, X amount of posts or X amount of articles or whatever you're, uh, you know, posting Persever. about They're right. They're going to suck. I mean, they're objectively, <laughs> just how it is. they're objectively, get, just... get, get someone to start, but get someone to notice. Exactly. Um, and I think the most important thing is, you know, in the early stages of your account, your Twitter feed, your blog, whatever it is, um, like just experiment with a bunch of different things. Um, most of the things that you expect are going to work, won't work. And things that you're kind of hesitant about will blow up for whatever reason. Um, so it's a lot of just trial and error, kind of figuring out what people like, what they don't like, and then kind of in going along with that, uh, in those early stages, it's super important to actually build kind of meaningful relationships with those first, right. you know, hundred followers or 50 followers, whatever that is. Um, and I know that kind of sounds a little, little cliche, right. But there it's are, so true though. it is. And there's a, uh, a ton of people in my DMs right now that I've been messaging since I was at, you know, 50 followers or 100 followers. And those people are the best. They are 100% the best. And, um, you know, I rely on a lot of them to give me, you know, actual feedback as to what they're looking for or in my, you know, last right. post. What did you like? What didn't you like? Um, so it's, you know, combination of kind of that engagement with the community um, and really just putting yourself Starting out there and, um, you know, trying a hundred different things. So five of them might stick. Um, so I want to add on to this a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, yesterday in class, I actually gave a presentation on why you should start a business. You as in like the general you, anybody should start sure. a business. 
And I feel like the same concept applies and it adds on perfectly to what you said on how you just kind of have to throw yourself into it. Um, I, I included a clip of a one minute clip of Gary talking about saying one life, no regrets. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you're somebody who wants to start content creating and you have the passion, you have the knowledge and you have everything in your place to do well, then you should just start because if you don't, you're, you'll regret it and regret like kills because you can't get that time back. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Right. So I just feel like a lot of it's like throwing yourself into it, you know, throwing yourself into it gain that experience so that you can improve and then eventually you know next thing you know a couple months later you you see you see yourself building up a following building up meaningful relationships with others and right right off the bat you're pursuing something that you love so i don't know i just feel like that's the most important thing kind of jumping in there and just starting and not being afraid of what other people think and the feedback that other people give you whether it's good or bad absolutely and to kind of tie a nice bow on that at the end of the day like even if it doesn't pan out, right? And for whatever reason, your account doesn't take off or turns out you're not interested in it. Any of the, uh, you know, learnings or experience that you get from uh, kind of starting that account, uh, that's going to apply to a lot of different things in your life. Um, that's right. So you should become a professional bow tire. I, I think I should, man. I think, I think <laughs> that, that'll be my, my new side gig. Yeah, professional bow tire. <laughs> right on. I like it. All right, so you have anything else you want to add, or that was good? I think we covered a lot of what I wanted to cover. Yeah, I'll just throw one more uh, shameless plug for myself. Uh, Go for it. I'm sure a, a handful of your listeners probably follow me already on Instagram, um, but if you haven't checked out the uh, the blog, the website yet, it's uh, nextlevelmba.com. Trying to, uh, to post some more kind of lengthy articles there, maybe once a week or once every two weeks. Um, so if you haven't already give that a look, um, but yeah, I think, I think that wraps it up. Awesome. And I, I do agree with that. I second that go check out nextlevelmba.com and just in general, next underscore level underscore MBA for some amazing NBA content, some great graphs. Gotta love all the content that you post and, uh, we'll wrap it up on that. So I really appreciate you. You know, you coming on the podcast means a lot to me and thank you. You're a great guest. Thanks Ross. Appreciate it. Have, have a good one. You too.